0: Hello everyone, I'm Priest Willis, and this is the Marketplace Podcast, episode number 99. Today, I'm joined with Vadim Fedorosky, who goes by the name The CBD Professor. Vadim saw a major problem in the industry, in the cannabidiol, or cannabis industry in some regard. Consumers are confused and can't see through the haze of hype on CBD all around the internet. The CBD School was created to educate consumers on how to use CBD and where to find the best products for their needs. Vadim goes by the name CBD Professor and his site CBD School goes into depth about CBD, understanding the differences between CBD, hemp seed oil. CBD with THC, CBD without THC, just understanding the whole process of it. For the last two decades, he has dedicated himself to researching the benefits of the cannabis plant, but it wasn't enough to learn about the benefits for himself. He wanted to share them with the world. And there you have the CBD school was created. Vadim and I did a podcast on his show where we talked about the e-commerce or marketing side of CBD and why I started using in some regards, CBD and uh, Vadim is just filled with knowledge. If you go to his site, you'll be able to see exactly what I'm talking about. I think you'll enjoy this podcast a lot, particularly if you're interested in the cannabis or CBD industry. This is something to really get you started. So without further ado, here is my man and my friend Vadim Fedorowski. Hey, Vadim, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Priest, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for
0: having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. So I was a guest for those listening on Vadim's show, the CBD School Podcast. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have heard it. But for those that haven't, I'll link it up here in the show notes. But Vadim, as I've been getting into CBD and we'll talk more about it, has been somebody that, interestingly enough, I found separately but then he reached out to me on just some digital marketing stuff and i told him hey dude i know exactly who you are because i've i've hunted you down and now you're hunting me down so <laughs> this what a what a great friendship so so that am i am i missing anything there vadim is that how that happened
1: it is and we should both just uh give credit to what's his name the youtube channel where i saw you oh engineer
0: truth matt tran
1: yes Yes. So uh, thank you to Matt because I saw you on his. I like his channel a lot, and that's where I saw you. And I just liked your vibe. I liked your energy, and I was like, I, I want to talk to this guy. So, and I. That's usually what I do. I, I just reach out to people, and it doesn't always work. You know, people are busy, but you uh, you responded, and and then we did a podcast from there. So you no. were on my podcast that was in late April, and uh, now I'm on yours. So I'm usually. I'm not, I haven't been on a lot of people's podcasts, so this is like kind of new to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had people on mine, but so yeah, it's great.
0: Well, welcome, man. Yeah. Matt Tran is a really good friend and I was on his show again. You guys could check that out on YouTube. There's probably 75,000, maybe 80,000 views now, but we talked about affiliate marketing and some other stuff totally unrelated to CBD, but he has a career channel And uh, Matt's just a super cool dude. So I'm glad we were able to get it out. And I kind of pride myself on being responsive to people, regardless who I think they are. I never try to assess like, is this Ariana Huffington? Then I'll respond. If it's not, then I won't. I think (laughs) connections matter to me. So Vadim, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: All right, great. Yeah, so I'll try to keep it somewhat brief, but I was born in Ukraine, and coincidentally, that's where I am right now. I'm uh, in the city where I was born, which is the capital. Uh, it's Kiev, Ukraine. It's a very beautiful city. But I came to America with my family when I was very young. I was, I was one and a half. And I really appreciate that my parents brought me to America because it gave me a lot of opportunities as well as just for, for them as well. But I went to school like everyone else, and then I went to college for philosophy. I wanted to be a professor. But then I got really obsessed with being in a band. So I didn't finish grad school and played in a band for a while. And then after that, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I tried to, in some way, I just, I, I always didn't like the traditional sort of nine to five, which I think it, it all depends on what you're doing, but I didn't like what I was doing. And I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I tried to do it with my band and it didn't really work you know, in a way that I could support myself. So I started looking, just dove in completely to like following people like uh, Tim Ferriss, who else, some other lesser known, but very similar type of sort of solopreneur type people. And I just kind of, I didn't really have a success. I, I think CBD school, I considered is I'm most proud of because I tried many, many things like selling everything from opening up an in, a pharmacy in India, where I just got back from actually, <laughs> to what else did I do? Try to sell fish oil online. There's tons I tried to do, but CBD was my first success. And I think it was because I had kind of always been obsessed with cannabis since I was like, I don't know, like even I don't really promote. E- for people that are young to use it, but I, I started using it when I was like 15, not heavily, but I started reading and researching it. I'm naturally like a researcher, so I started researching it.
0: Now, wh- why'd you use it, Vadim? Was it more recreational? Oh. Was it for anxiety purposes? Why at 15 did you start using cannabis?
1: Oh, I just thought it was cool. My friends did it. Got I mean, it. it was just like, you know, it was in the culture. It's, it's very heavily in American culture, whereas here, like in Ukraine, it's very not. It's very, very. Not part of their culture, in fact, many people here think smoking cigarettes is healthier than using cannabis, holy
0: cow, okay, yeah, talk about propaganda, right
1: yeah, kind of um it's just kind of a it's more just like mentality that here cannabis isn't distinguished from other um heavy drugs, so it it just doesn't have that culture that we have in the in the United States with like the hippie culture because. When the hippie culture and stuff like that was going on in America, here it was still a communist country with a, a very different sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's and that, that's what brought me to where I am today, where I get to do really fun stuff like this with uh, people like yourself. And with CBD, I saw a massive opportunity with CBD because it was about two years ago. I Every year I go to the, the biggest cannabis conference in the US, which is the MJ BizCon.
0: Yeah, where's that at?
1: It's in Vegas. It's November in Vegas, and it's it is the best conference for cannabis. It sets you up with the energy. It's expensive, but if you get your ticket early, it's not too bad. You can get early bird prices. Like 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 soon, I think they're going to go on sale in July probably. But what's what's expensive? Let me
0: let me just dive into that because I wouldn't be afraid to go. what costs are we kind of looking at for a ticket, for example?
1: I think it's like three hundred if you early bird. Got it for all three days. And then there's like add-ons and stuff. If you want to go to like like last year, they had like a CBD hemp, uh, what's it called? Like special like sessions for that. But if you just want to go to the conference and meet all the vendors and get exchange business cards and, and everything, it's 300 early bird, and I believe like 500 bucks last minute. And then obviously plus all your airfare and and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's it's I don't I don't know. If some people might not be able to afford that. But if you're in the biz. You know, you can write it off, obviously. And it just sets you up with great energy. Just the the energy there is great. And it it grows so much every year. Like the first year, I think it was only like 400 people. And then the last year, it was like 20,000 people. Wow. Yeah.
0: So Vadim, you know, I know your story. You and I talked whether offline on the podcast and, you know, we've been we've been clicking along this year. Really cool. So let's tell the people about, you know, CBD school. But more importantly, how and why did it start for you? Like what, what? Where did you see the white space? Which is what I always tell entrepreneurs, like look for the white space, even in a crowded what they would call, you know, something that is very saturated space. There's always going to be white space somewhere where you can find that niche and settle in there if you're not greedy and want everything. And if you do, that's fine. You yeah. have to work a little harder, but you can always find some white space. How and why did you start CBD School and the podcast, the website? all that good stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I
1: really like that, finding the white space, because I, I, I never worded it that way, but that's exactly how mm-hmm. I think about it. So uh, yeah, it was at that conference two years ago. It was in 2016, and by then, cannabis—I I knew what CBD was, but I never had—I hadn't researched it m- much. A friend of mine had mentioned it to me that he thought it was a great opportunity. He's—he's he's a very successful entrepreneur in a different field, but I didn't—I hadn't researched it much. And then a month later, I went to the conference in fall of 2016, and there was about like maybe two to five CBD vendors out of like hundreds of other vendors that were all dealing with either medicinal marijuana or recreational marijuana, or just simply put THC yep. product. And I saw this niche, I saw this niche with CBD and the light bulb just went off because it was, um, it was less regulated. It has its problem, obviously, but it was less regulated. It came from hemp. It wasn't an intoxicating product like THC. And I knew I could sell it to your dog, your grandma, maybe your kid if you want to use it on your kid. Obviously, I'm not peddling it to children, but like it, I saw it as so versatile. I saw it as the next fish oil. That's what I compare it to. And fish oil is obviously huge, but my own venture into selling fish oil showed me that it was just. It, it was too saturated. So I thought CBD is kind of the next big thing because like fish oil, it has so many different uses and it doesn't have any kind of narcotic properties.
0: Yeah. And let me let me take a step back too, as Vadim, he's right. We're not, you know, by any means suggesting that a child takes CBD, for example. But I will tell people that if they do some research behind this and I'll even link it up. Uh, Sanjay Gupta, who is a medical reporter on CNN, senior medical reporter and a doctor in real life at one point or another, maybe still one, did an expose or or a um, documentary on what today the product is known as Charlotte's Web. And it's actually named after a little girl who used to have frequent seizures and doctors could not figure out exactly what was going on with her. And, you know, the parents at the time tried this very, you know, what would be considered debated. You know, you could get 50-50 sides of the room where people just believed it wasn't right to give a child CBD. And, And we're going to talk more about what CBD is and the components that may have helped this little girl. But this little girl, Charlotte's seizures was cut down dramatically. So again, they give it to pets. There's CBD cannabidiol for, for pets that have anxiety and other stuff. Adults, of course, and, and kids in some cases. And again, this is not the intention for you to go out and say, that's great. My 11-year-old isn't sleeping well at night. I think I'm going to throw some CBD in his or her mouth. That is not what this is about. But it is supposed to spark conversation, research like any other podcast that I have. So, yeah, thank well, you. Well so, so, Vadim, yeah. talk about you know, let's jump into CBD as a whole, just understanding it and maybe educating the audience. And then we're going to talk about your website and kind of some promotions and stuff you've done in the past and maybe even what we talked about so people understand exactly how you're trying to get the content out there. But first of all, educate us. What is CBD and where does CBD come from?
1: Yeah, great. So CBD is an abbreviation for a compound called cannabidiol. And it is a cannabinoid, which is a compound that is mainly unique to the cannabis plant. although other plants do contain cannabinoids, uh, including things like black pepper, echinacea, and, and certain sunflowers have very similar uh, compounds. But mainly cannabinoids are unique to, to cannabis plants. And there are many, many, many varieties of cannabis plants because it's been part of human history for millennia. And I had to, I, I had to look up what millennia <laughs> meant before I knew what it meant. But that, that means thousands of years. And but like going way back. And the two most prominent cannabinoids in the cannabis plant, no matter which variety, even though it can vary, are THC, which stands for tetrahydrocannabinol, and that's famous for the the uh, part of the plant that gives people the high, and the other one would be CBD, which is, like I said, cannabidiol, and it is most prominent in hemp varieties, and hemp varieties, uh, there's many of them, but they're simply, in a very simple way, they're, they're low THC varieties of the plant that are used usually, primarily, before CBD became very popular from hemp, the hemp varieties were used for industrial purposes, like rope and clothing and for the, the seeds, which are very, very nutritious. One of the most nutritious foods on the planet is the is the hemp seed. And it all just depends kind of how you're growing it, because cannabis, it, it's just been bred in so many different ways. And I, that's one part uh, where I want to learn more, because I'm a, I've always been a gardener, but because of the legality, I've never really... Grown cannabis. I've worked in a cannabis mm-hmm. grow in in Colorado, but it was um was long enough to to learn everything. So that's that's one aspect that I want to uh, learn more about. But CBD just it hasn't really been very popular because it was actually the first. It was it was discovered before THC. Actually, in the in the forties, a guy named Dr. Adams with his team out of the University of Illinois, I believe. They took some like field hemp, some wild growing hemp, and they extracted CPD from it. And after that, THC also was was found. And I mean, people were using it, though. People were using it a lot before that, but they didn't really know it was THC.
0: Why do you think all the popularity? Because people like the idea of or some of the, the healing or what they think to be healing? Yes effects of the CBD or what, I mean, what do you think all of a sudden? Cause in the past two, three years, maybe longer, you know, better than me, there's just been this boom with CBD. Where did that come from? Do you think?
1: Well, I think it was because it, so before THC was more popular for like the last 50 years or more, because they thought that was the main active therapeutic component of cannabis. And then around, I'm not sure who, first started, it might have been out of Israel, where they started focusing again on CBD. And the reason why I think it became more and more popular, definitely Sanjay Gupta special, which is that three-part special, yep, was was a huge part of it. But I think it's some, um, you know, entrepreneurs are going to entrepreneur, you know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they saw this opportunity where you have a therapeutic component that, you know, cannabis has always been clashing with the, with the government. So with, with all governments in, in, in America, but all, all over the world. So they saw this loophole basically to have a, an effective product that I, not only was less prone to regulation, but also I think just more widely usable because for most or for many people, even though I like THC products, they're not appropriate. They're too strong. I mean, especially nowadays, it's very strong stuff. So they're just not going to be appropriate for someone like um, maybe an elderly person, definitely not for a child and and not for a pet. So you see, it's just so much less uh, versatile.
0: Vadim, you talked about governments, which I think is kind of an interesting topic, because I did want to talk about, you know, propaganda, or, what I believe to be a lot of propaganda in the marijuana space, which ultimately leads to being in the CBD space. And again, you have to do a little research and understand these spaces to begin to even broach the conversation of it being a propaganda. Do you believe there's propaganda? Or, mm-hmm. because again, we've dealt with this, you know, 70, 80, 90 plus years ago with alcohol, right? Which now is prevalent everywhere you go. I mean, I can get beer at Chuck E Cheese for crying out loud. Really? Well, sure. I mean, when you go to a Chuck E Cheese a kids entertainment event, you 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 got to find something to entertain the adults with and they can go <laughs> get a cold beverage. Yeah, um, I, didn't,
1: I didn't know they sold beer at Chuck E Cheese.
0: Then. Yeah, yeah. I I used to work there when I was 15 and then as I got older, I started serving beers and drinks there, but but the point is is that Right, we we open up the doors for one thing, and for some reason, we have the doors emphatically closed in other areas. Yeah, why do you think that is? Especially as it comes to marijuana.
1: Well, rumor has it; it's not completely confirmed, as far as I know. But basically, the rumor is that marijuana was widely used in the early 1900s. You could, um, it was part of like the the pharmacies that would, I think you yeah. you order it through like mail order. And it would it was widely yeah. used for many things. And again, back then they just called it cannabis. They didn't know about THC or anything. No one had isolated it really. Hey, and keep
0: this in mind. I just want to. I want people as they're listening to this to put a finger here that when you think of the word pharmacy, that word is actually derived from the Greek word pharmakia, and pharmakia means to just alter your mind. It's magic. It's potions.
1: Oh wow! So I didn't know the that. other.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fun fact that I learned in study. I used to get into biblical studies and look at Greek and all that kind of stuff. But if people dig into that and look up the word pharmakia, that's exactly what it means. And there's something to the snake and the cross, etc. But that that's going a little far off point. But the main point is that these things, these medicines, these drugs are all designed in one form or another to alter your mind. And the reason why I thought this was important to bring up is because as you're talking about marijuana possibly being a medicine back in the day, it makes a lot of sense because when people are in pain or, you know, they have diseases that we didn't even know the name to back then, they just simply told them, get high and forget about it, basically
1: yeah and then they started it got really popular um recreationally too at the same time mm-hmm. it was really popular with uh jazz musicians and stuff at the time uh who they would call vipers and they were um they were using it and it was kind of as the saying goes or like i said the rumor goes is that it was stigmatized i think the best book on this is by martin lee i, I want to reread it because it, it's. There's so much in that book. it's called Smoke signals it's a It's a history of cannabis and he runs the site Project CBD. We owe a lot to him because he he started talking about CBD in like 2009 when nobody was talking about it back then and he's a very smart guy. I've, I've spoken to him a couple of times and he he has a, a very good book on that yeah so maybe we can link that to people. but it was basically kind of a uh, used as a scapegoat by a um it was sort of an an unfortunate happening of events where this there was this very aggressive head of the drug there was like a drug commission at the time and his name was harry anslinger and he went after cannabis this is like early 1900s i believe like 1930s and it was just stigmatized and there was some corruption going on rumor has it with also with hemp
0: a lot of rumors in this industry (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and that's well i'm just being careful because a lot of people will present this like joe rogan talks about the whole time and he's he's very aggressive about it but i like to kind of take the temperate a little I bit say, yes that's why i say rumor because i this is all kind of i don't know if this is exactly how it, how it goes but there was a very famous paper maker who owned a huge monopoly named I think william randolph hearst he was a, like a, a magnet in the paper newspaper industry Mm-hmm. And there was some, there was some fear that the hemp plant, because hemp, not marijuana, hemp, um, low THC cannabis, was used, was grown everywhere in America, primarily in like certain states, like Kentucky was the biggest state, Pennsylvania, my home state, had a lot, and there's still streets that are called hemp field, and there's still evidence of 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 that. But up until like the the 40s or so, or a little sooner, before the Marijuana Tax Act, where they they started. Penalizing people for growing hemp. It was grown everywhere. So part of the stigmatization of cannabis and also the calling it of marijuana, it was a way to it was it was a way to portray it as something used by like Mexican workers, I believe. And it, it was a way to like paint uh, paint it in a very sort of bad way and and sort of say that these people are animals and they will go after your daughter, stuff like that, or like the cannabis, it, it's all mixed together with the jazz musicians as well. So in a nutshell, it was basically a a lot of, like you said, propaganda, corruption, and as these things go, it's just, it, for some reason, alcohol, even though it's objectively proven, without a doubt, to be more dangerous and cause more deaths, absolutely, than cannabis, it won for some reason as far as the socially acceptable sort of uh, substance to use. And and that's how it went. Same with tobacco. I mean, it's, it's pretty backwards if you think about it. Mm-hmm.
0: we like to thank today's sponsor, TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is the premier YouTube channel management and video optimization toolkit. YouTube creators will find their new best friend in TubeBuddy. Their browser extension adds a layer of amazing functionality right on the top of YouTube's website. You can perform... Bulk updates to your videos such as adding annotations or cards to all your videos with just a few clicks. You can perform, find, replace on your videos just as you were using a word processor. You can generate professional custom thumbnails using screen prints and branding text layers. You can engage with your audience quicker and more efficiently. You can export your list of subscribers and their social profiles. You can get detailed analysis of competitor channels. You can promote your new upload across other videos. The list just goes on and on. Today's sponsor is TubeBuddy. Go into the podcast notes page and click on TubeBuddy and get it today. Well, so, Vadim, you are the uh, CBD professor, so I think it's only fitting that we we get into some more nerdy pieces around CBD, but when people go to like a whole foods, for example, and we're not talking about Charlotte's web necessarily. We're just talking about standard hemp oil. When I asked this question, but what's the amount mm-hmm. of CBD in hemp oil?
1: Do you mean like hemp seed oil? Like the food? Yeah. It doesn't have CBD. Okay. And yeah, I mean, it may, may like some minuscule amount, but, 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 but n- uh, nothing significant at all. I mean, it's so little that you can say it doesn't have CBD it. because it's the, the CBD is in the resin of the plant, um, and which is created in the, in the, in the flowers and the hemp seed oil is made from crushing the seed.
0: And then in hemp oil, just standard hemp oil that you may see on the shelves, not hemp seed oil, but hemp oil, that is, that, that varies how much CBD is in there, correct?
1: Um, I, yeah, so it's kind of confusing. I wouldn't call it that way. So CBD hemp oil is, is CBD. It's, it's, yes. Yes. From that was made from hemp yep. Hemp oil. I, I refer to hemp oil as uh, the same thing as hemp seed oil, but it would be much easier if people just called the one hemp seed oil and the other one CBD hemp oil, because then you, it distinguishes it because you can also have CBD oil and that term would mean any oil, that has CBD in it mm. you have like you can get CBD from marijuana plants and you can get CBD from hemp plants so it doesn't um, if you have like a term like CBd oil or you could say CBd cannabis oil, it just means that it's CBD from some form of cannabis but if you say CBD hemp oil that is a CBD oil that was made from Mm -hmm.
0: I'm always really surprised how many people when I tell them that, yeah, you can go out to Whole Foods, for example, and purchase Charlotte's Web are surprised that you can do it because Charlotte's Web, for example, is very so between state to state, it's very tricky on how you propose it. So I'm in North Carolina, for example. And if you walk around just saying, yep, bought CBD at the CBD place. North Carolina has no choice but to, to, you know, possibly enact some sort of justice on you because it's illegal here. However, if you call it hemp oil at at Whole Foods, for example, it's different. So there's so many loopholes, state to state, particularly in North Carolina, where I'm at, which is right along the Bible Belt, um, that rides this very fine line of you know, we will sell alcohol until your liver explodes, but you know, we won't do the other and all this other stuff. I, I'm always fascinated by how many people, when I say, yeah, you can just go buy it. Charlotte's web, what I'm talking about right from whole foods up the street and they're like, get out of here. And I'm like, I'm serious.
1: Yeah. That's pretty unique. Cause it's not like whole foods nationally carries itself. Like, I don't think, you know, I've been to whole foods in different States, like where like in Idaho, for example, where it's very mm. strict. Um, and there's no CBD. So, That, um, I've heard of it being in California, obviously. Um, and then you're, you're the only other whole foods I've heard of it, but what's cool about North Carolina is it, it's very hemp friendly. Like your, your guys are growing it. Your farmers are growing Yeah, we just
0: got our first big Um, hemp farm. I was watching the news, I don't know, four or five months ago. I think maybe you and I even talked about this on the podcast that we have a hemp farm farmer that's really. Picking up growth, so it's really it's interesting because our tobacco industry here is dying somewhat, um, but yet this hemp industry is yes. good point. Yeah, good point. This hemp yeah. industry is picking That's, up. Yeah, yet the government still hasn't recognized the 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 the, the, the parallel between the two worlds. I, not tobacco and in hemp. Yeah. I'm talking about marijuana and in hemp oil and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So two things there. I mean, first off, a lot of the old tobacco fields in yes. Kentucky, these old tobacco uh, farmers, not old by age, but they've been growing tobacco for yeah. a while um, in their family. Yes. Yes. They're now growing hemp and they're, mo- That's they're right. very... They had to figure out a way it.
0: to utilize their yes. fields. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very optimistic when it comes to CBD. I don't know when... There's a lot of scare stuff every day I read the CBD news every day and I've been doing a CBD news podcast um very often and um where I just kind of go over the latest news very briefly and, and sort of comment on it but um I don't know when marijuana will be federally legal I always say about 5 to 10 years is my guess and that's probably on the higher side like 8 to 10 years but with CBD and hemp I see that I don't see that hmm. going anywhere there's so much infrastructure already in play with all these acres. What are they going to do? Just tell you, I mean, I guess they could shut it down, but I just don't see that happening because it's already been um, put into action. And it's um, it's not a narcotic. It's not, it's not intoxicating. It does have an effect on the mind if we want to talk about that. I've, a, a lot of people, um, you always hear it's non-psychoactive, Right. right? But really, um, I, uh, I got this from Dr. Russo, who is one of the, the best researchers in cannabis I've ever come across. He he's really good. Um, and he 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 changed it to to non intoxicating because
0: ah, that's 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 uh, I like that clear dividing line between there is something being done with the mind. It's just not you're not stumbling all over the place and acting like a, a buffoon basically.
1: Yeah. Or, or just like, it's not messing yes. with your perception or your, um, it's not, that's yeah, a more professional way to, way to say to, it.
0: I'm yeah. sorry. I went, I went, I went far left on. No,
1: no, I don't care. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. But you're, you, you yourself know, I mean, because you've used it for anxiety, yep. it has an effect. Well, on well your mind, yeah, right? sure.
0: I mean, I mean, the whole purpose, yeah. and this is again for for the listeners out there personally. And I just did a podcast with my friend uh, Rob Brick Fitness where we talked about mental health, and it's it's especially timely since of the death Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, both with suicide. Yeah, um, I just read about and, that. and so yeah. you know, mental health is extremely important, but at the same time they're prescribing drugs like citlopram and other stuff. And for me personally, I have general anxiety. So, I, I, you know, you're always trying to find something much more organic, but you don't want the psycho, you know, reactive effects. But there is something obviously being done if you have anxiety and you're taking something for the anxiety subside or go away. There's something chemically being done to your mind to, you know, react to whatever's Yeah you know, whatever's acting. And so, yes, absolutely.
1: Yes. And even, even if you take like an Advil, um, for pain, there's a mind effect yes. because then your mind, because your the, the pain is in your mind as well. And I'm, I'm always really interested in those studies that show that, um, have you heard about like, there's pretty strong evidence that mental anguish is, it, very similar to physical pain.
0: Oh, sure. I mean that they're they're drawing those connections today in the world of football. A lot of football players, professional football players, that is, NFL, for example, are getting into CBD because you know it's very hard to be on a football field and have this aggression, this anger towards another team, individuals, and then all of a sudden turn it off and just be you know, quote unquote human, and we're wondering why they're getting DUIs and getting caught up in, you know, bad situations. It's because there's something medically unbalanced about asking somebody to be one way mentally and then, yeah, just turn it off and be a normally normal family guy. So there is absolutely clear connections and they're trying to make that one in addition to the concussion stuff um with me- mental anguish and physical physical um hurts the,
1: the football player thing is really interesting because first off i loved how they america just loves football so here it's soccer but in america it's all football so people people pay attention to what football players say and with the football thing it's it's being used for pain but then it's also being studied for um it it seems to have this unique property and this is what the patent, um, the famous patent on CBD from a long time ago is, is about. It seems to have this property where it can be a neuroprotectant where if you're taking it, my understanding is if you're taking it on like a regular basis and you get some head trauma, it can act as a protectant um, in that moment. I, I need to get clear on though, if it's maybe, you know, is it, if you're taking it regularly or if you take it right then? when you get the head
0: problem. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Um and like you I'd, I'd probably have to look into it and, and research more mm-hmm. myself. So it's it's really hard to say, but there there are clear again, that, you know, this is something that people have to research, but there are clear lines that are drawn that there is some effect um, with CBD. Again, you're not you know, you're not having perceptive issues. You're not falling off, but people take it for a myriad of reasons. Whether they're dealing with general anxiety, I we talked earlier about Sanjay Gupta doing a series on a little girl who had seizures, um, and there are other people with other ailments. Whether it's inflammation in their body, and again, you're you're right, Joe Rogan and other people, they can afford to clearly stand by something like that and and take all comers if they get sued or something. We can't. I can't. So I'm not going to make that that distinction. I can just tell you personally for me and what I researched, um, you know, I, it's it, it's pretty in line with what what I'm understanding here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. So, Vadim, let's let's um let's talk briefly about, you know, of course, you have the podcast. Uh, great podcast. I mean, for me, you have one of the most in-depth podcast as it relates to CBD that I know of out there. And you don't get caught up in the bells and whistles and the music in the background, yeah. and you know, and Hey guys, also on our next show, you're not into that deal. You just like to give it a straight shooter, which is really cool. And I can appreciate, you know, I have commercials all over the place. I'll have a commercial. So some I'll even blame myself on that, but man, Tell us about the CBD School. Tell us about the website. What What is it really designed to do? And second question is, how has the content served you and how do you typically promote it? Are you using social media sites? How do you monetize it? I mean, just get into kind of the back end about it too.
1: Yeah, sure. And first of all, thank you for your compliment. I, I appreciate that because I never know if people like it or not. I always ask people to leave reviews. Some people do like I'm always yeah a
0: lot of people don't yeah yeah
1: and I'm always you know I'm not making it for myself I'm making it for other people so I kind of want to know what they think if they if they hate something tell me because I'll just stop doing it because I'm not like I can read the news on CBD or whatever by myself I don't need to you know I (laughs) yeah but the site you asked about the site so yeah the the website it's um it's not a .org it's it's a .com I do monetize it with uh, products that I promote as as an affiliate for those products, as as you are very well. I'm sure the listeners know what you do for your day job, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's how we connected because I'm really into affiliate marketing. I think it's just it's such a cool way for someone to start a business literally today. Not even I was going to say tomorrow, but today you can start today.
0: Yeah, you can absolutely start today.
1: Yeah, and it's just you can do it with very little overhead and the website though the purpose of it is like you said to educate people in the most truthful way i can because i get a lot of medical questions and i don't answer those i try my best i'm always paranoid to be honest about that because i'm not worried about like the fda or something because i'm not like some i'm not like i'm not really selling the product but i'm also not like i don't think i'm on their radar but or anything but um It's not not that. I just always want to give people sort of not really the marketing hype, but just the idea. The general idea is here's the info on CBD. It might work for you. It might not, but it's worth a try if you're open to it. And here is the information about it again, but talk to your doctor first and get the green light, which uh, frustrates a lot of people because their doctor doesn't want to talk about it. So, I know it's just one of those things where the CBD user it's going to be somebody that is into going to the health food store is into trying different kinds of herbal supplements. It's not going to be someone very likely that is um
0: is is out just getting high for the sake of getting high anyways
1: or well, yeah, but more yes, yes that, but more someone that only takes what's prescribed by the doctor got it. It's, it's still in that experimental phase where it's it's not, well, it, it could change very soon. I expect it to change with with Epidiolex getting uh, FDA approved very soon. I expect that to happen. And that, I think that's going to change things a lot. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, Epidiolex is the only pharmaceutical company made CBD oil. It's made by a company called GW Pharma, and they're the only company in the world as far as I know, maybe there's a couple others, but they're the, they're the most old and well-known company that makes plant-based pharmaceutical cannabis products, and they have their CBD oil up for approval with the FDA, and they're almost done with that process. Like it's, they've gone through most of the phases, and that, I, I expect it to get approved this year, if not this year, next year. Mm-hmm. So I, I I was
0: gonna ask you know so the the marketing efforts that you're using for your website again it's a, it's a monetized website.
1: Yes, I'm really good. Like I don't really like to write, even though uh, I guess that's like I'm more. I like to talk, like and do videos and podcasts. So the I do I have blogs and stuff, but my favorite way to get information across is through speech or through speech and in video and. I got really into YouTube. So I was using YouTube a lot because YouTube is the second biggest search engine, second to Google. So yep. it's Google, then YouTube.
0: Yep.
1: Now, when people are on YouTube, they're not really looking to buy something. They're more looking for information, but that doesn't mean you can't do both. So SEO obviously is still king with creating good content, good written content with that answers the questions that people want. Like one of the questions you asked was really good. And there's tons of SEO traffic for like, what is the difference between, or no, you just said, does, does hemp seed oil contain CBD? That, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are searching that every day. So that, if you write a good article about that, you're not gonna be the first person in the world to write about that, but you know, that can help you get traffic if Google ranks that, that article. It's very hard. It takes time. And there's a lot of things I don't even know. I'm still learning. So I find social media a little bit easier if you can put in the work than SEO, because with social media, you are more in control. Mm -hmm. Because I did a video almost every day for about a year. And I've heard, you know, Gary V?
0: Oh, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. His newest book, there's an example of a guy who did a photography video he did the same thing. He just did a video every day for a year or two. And before he knew it, he had all these videos. He didn't really, he wasn't like expecting to get rich or something. He just kept at it consistently and people liked it and then it took off. So I had a similar experience with YouTube. YouTube is a little shaky right now with, with cannabis related stuff. It's, it's not clear to me what they, it's just, I don't know. Cause they, they, they kind of purged a lot of channels, but they left a lot of other ones that are cannabis related. So YouTube might not be the best one, but anybody can do a podcast. Obviously, I I'm traveling here and I don't even have a mic. I just recorded. I put my AirPods on and then I just record it that way. And I don't even know if it. I'm not. I'm like the most technologically uh, handicapped person. So I don't even know if it's recording through my MacBook or through the. Through the AirPod, but it's not bad. Um, it, you know, it's not pro. Like, you sound really good right now, but mm, thanks. Yeah, like your mic is good. Um, I just didn't bring a mic with me, but anybody can do a podcast. Anybody can just talk. And it's about being consistent. That's like the biggest thing. I think it's just at least like, you know, maybe don't do every day because, you know, people have kids and stuff and have lives. I don't have a family yet. So, you know, it's easier for me to do something every day, but twice a week, once a week, consistently. You know, you do a blog post and a podcast about CBD once a week for a year. You got fifth two blog posts and podcasts already. That's a lot. That's more than... That's a a
0: lot of content out there.
1: Yeah, that's enough to start ranking in Google after that first year. But you got to be patient. You can't, if you want to monetize it, you can't quit your day job, as you know. So, yeah, that's like my... Some of my best advice. There's other stuff I could I could talk about too. With the hardest thing is definitely SEO because that's where there is a lot of different opinions online and and just I don't think anybody really knows. I mean, Google doesn't tell anybody the the straight truth. They kind of keep that under wraps. So, but you'll never go wrong with creating genuine content. Like people love that. I mean, as you I appreciate what you say about mine is that. I think it comes through pretty clear that I'm very genuine about, you know, the, the sincerity comes through in the content.
0: Yeah, it does indeed. And, and, you know, look, I I want people to tap into that. This, this has truly been fascinating and, you know, Vadim, you and I can go on for, for quite some time about this topic and other stuff, but so that people can listen for themselves, read your content for themselves and just get that information. How can people reach out to you How can they read your stuff? How can they hear your podcast? Feel free to share that.
1: Oh, yeah. So the podcast is on, so the site is cbdschool.com. So just cbdschool.com. And from there, they can find the YouTube channel, the podcast, all the blog articles. And then also just, I like, people reach out to me all the time uh, just through email. So cbdprofessor at cbdschool.com people can reach out i can't answer anybody's medical questions so please don't write to me like how much should i take for my fibromyalgia i just can't answer that but but anything if you want to just chat and just ask something i don't know whatever just i like hearing from people so anytime yeah that's the easy that's really cool
0: vadim look man you've been amazing you have great information on this in the space i you know you're for me at least one of the resources that i use and the fact that you glean other resources you help me cut cut a lot of corners <laughs> in some ways
1: yes yeah. project cbd is a good site too for anybody that's uh, i think any site out there that's doing cbd owes a lot to, to martin i always give him credit because he he was the first and and he's got really great content too uh he's more on the marijuana side but
0: ProjectCBD.org is is really good. ProjectCBD.org. We'll definitely link it up in the show notes. Vadim, you've been amazing, my man. I really appreciate everything and appreciate your time being on the show today.
1: Thank you, Priest. I appreciate it too. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks.
0: Man, oh man, I hope you got something out of that episode. I know that I did. Every time I talk to Vadim, I feel like I'm learning something new about the industry. It is like an onion, it keeps peeling back layers. And again, As I told you in the intro, this guy is so filled with knowledge about the industry that I couldn't help but to just delve into his website, listen to his podcast. And as I also mentioned, I was a guest on this podcast where we talked about the e-commerce side. So hopefully you guys got something out of this. Hopefully, if you felt like there's been so much propaganda surrounding the industry, it it gave you a little bit more insight into wanting to dig in for yourself and and see how it may benefit you, if at all. You know, look, I, I really appreciate you supporting the podcast very much. And I know we took some time off intentionally, but we'll keep pumping out these podcasts and we look forward to seeing you next Sunday on the Marketplace podcast. Talk to you soon. impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just
1: ferocious.